Broadcasting from Cincinnati, Ohio. And Phoenix, Arizona. You are listening to Work Life 360. This podcast is all about helping one another navigate through the noise and the clutter that's holding us back from our potential to be a healthier, successful community. Whether it's stress, head trash, time management, tips on living a healthier lifestyle, or just navigating lifelong goals, this podcast is everything work-life related. I'm Rhonda. And I'm Bruce. We're here to provide you with tips and tricks to help you navigate through the day-to-day mental blocks. Let's get started. Welcome back to episode six of Work Life 360. Today, we're going to be talking a lot about social media and its impact on our physical and mental health. Uh, But first, if you're a first-time listener, welcome to Work Life 360. If you've been with us for a while, thank you for continuing to join us. Every single week as Ron and I deliver you guys with some great content every single Wednesday. Leave us that review. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. Go ahead and leave us a review. Uh, So today is going to be all about social media and its impact, right, on our physical and mental health. And and before we dig in, obviously, we're going to start with uh, action items from last time. So the action item from last time is going to go ahead and and review and kind of check in on our goals, right? So we talk about milestones. Uh, I can personally tell you that I have not... Uh, reached my first milestone and, and my goal. Um, actually, I, I take that back. I, I did have some uh, good production past couple weeks, but as, as, as it relates to like celebrating a milestone, I haven't hit that yet, uh, but it was kind of fun to check in and see where I was in relation to my goals and uh, making those true courageous goals. Uh, Rhonda, have, how have you been with with meeting with 10% of of the people at Global Trans. I've been pretty much on track. So I've been very intentional with my time and it's kind of funny we're going to talk about social media here today. <laughs> I've definitely prioritized where I'm spending my time during the day and making sure that when there's an opportunity to connect if there's a change in my schedule, the first place I'm going is to my contact list and reaching out to my team. So for instance, I had someone this morning cancel on me. So I went right to my next person that I wanted to connect with. And so we had a good 15 minute conversation. That's so cool. And, you know, as, as we dig in, you know, we would love to hear from our listeners, you know, when we go over these action items and we set the action items, feel free to email us at worklife 360 podcast dot com. Uh, we check it every day. We respond within 24 hours. We we want to make this interaction interactive, and so you know, shoot us that email. Uh, I know that I had a couple of people reach out last week and and wanted to review their goals, which was fantastic. But you know, go ahead and email us. It's it's part of the part of the show, part of the podcast. But talking about social media, you know, I remember going all the way back, and I'm not that old, but going all the way back to when Facebook first started. Uh, I was I went to a small college in Kentucky and, you know, I remember sitting around and people were like, oh, my gosh, did you hear about this thing called Facebook? All the colleges are getting it. And um, I was like, no. So I actually a friend of mine actually signed me up for Facebook. I didn't even sign myself up. And they were showing me all of the Facebook things and pictures and sharing and people's walls. And it was such a new concept. And uh then it kind of evolved into like letting adults and parents get accounts and, and then everybody could get account. And, uh, in the beginning, I think 
in its infancy, Facebook played such a great role in society as far as connecting people, right? Sharing photos, sharing experiences, wishing people just a simple happy birthday. Um, but I think over time, we've kind of become numb to it all. Um, and now we've got the uh, algorithms that we have to worry about where if you click on the wrong thing, next thing you know, like all of a sudden you're getting blasted with all these product ads and, um, you know, it's kind of scary. My wife and I, we were talking about uh, getting a, a bark collar for our dog because when the mailman comes, our dog barks. And wouldn't you know it, the next day on my Facebook uh, page, whatever, I had like four or five different ads for uh, bark collars. Uh, Rhonda, do you, do you see the same thing on yours? Yeah. So it's morphed into something where we're yes. being tracked. And I too, Bruce, I remember the first time I went on Facebook, it was actually job related. So our listeners know I come from the athletic academic field and we did a lot with events and things of that nature. So we created you know, a Facebook account, a Twitter account, and what's the other one? Instagram. Mm -hmm. So, and it was very much predominantly based on marketing for programming as a way to be an advocate for certain programs through the university, different ways of giving back to the community. It became a way to send out emergency alerts on Facebook and our different college sites that we had. And then I ended up getting one myself, same same thing, kind of just to connect with family and friends. And so the, the intent was really cool. But like with anything, it's learning how people are studying our behaviors and then changing the algorithms and what we see to kind of influence our buying habits, our reactive habits, our activism habits. And there's a lot of good there. We just really need to be aware of the cons and pay attention to what we're responding to, how we're using it, why we're using it, and if we're creating a good space in our mind when we're using it. Yeah, and and, and we are very much emotional, social creatures. You know, we're not, we're not a lot, we're very, very emotional and, and in social, but when it comes to social media, it it's that FOMO, right? And and I know that's that's been thrown around a lot lately is the fear of missing out. And I could tell you that what people post on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter and and I don't even have a Twitter. Don't really understand it. Don't want to get it. <laughs> um, I I I don't understand. I guess I'm not hip. Is is the cool kids would call it, but uh, you know I do get on TikTok and it's it's draining. It it truly is draining. But at the same time, I I don't understand. Here I am talking about it. I don't understand why I get on it and why I feel so tired after being on it for you know ten fifteen minutes. And and I do know that it's you know they. Each video, it's it's something completely different. It may that it may trigger a different part of my brain, and you know, because they've got for whatever reason on my for you page, there's you know finance stuff, and then there's uh, emotional stuff, and then there's money stuff, and then there's business stuff, and it 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 fires all cylinders, and 
when I'm done, I'm just like, ugh, I don't feel good. Right. It's that time variable. How much time are we spending from the research that I've looked at while I was dealing with students between the ages of 18 and 32? We would survey them at the beginning of the year and then at the end of the year to track all types of health behaviors. And one of them was social media. Physicians will screen this with children, adolescents. They now screen for social media time as well as other health behaviors, eating, sleeping, exercise, what have you. There's that initial dopamine drip, you know, and we get all excited and pumped up and our blood vessels dilate and we get this adrenaline rush and that's real. And for, you know, most people we can handle handle that for a certain amount of time. Just like with anaerobic training, you only have so much time that you can stay in that state before your body to feel those negative emotions, those negative draining, the cortisol levels go up and you start to feel anxiety. And that's sometimes where that feeling of, oh, everybody else's life is so much more enjoyable than mine. And it's that quick bait stuff that gets us going, but we need to be intentional Because we can have some positive emotions and experiences if we're mindful and we're paying attention to how we're using it. So for instance, if we're just scrolling and scrolling and not really socially engaging, and by socially engaging, I mean, say you are on Facebook and you make a comment towards a friend or someone you haven't seen, that's a good thing. But if you're kind of just going through and not getting that social interaction, like you said, we're social creatures. After a while, our brain kind of doesn't enjoy it as much. It changes the way our brain thinks, responds, and it makes us more apt to be impulsive and reactive and less deliberate. That goes back to our default network where we're taught to react and respond to a threat. And when we're on there for a long time, our body starts to see it as a threat because we start comparing ourselves unconsciously to what's going on. And it kind of feels like a lonely place for a lot of people. And we see that in the younger population. It leads to a sense of loneliness. While it's supposed to be social, it in turn is not as social if we're just scrolling and spending, I think the latest research I read was anything more than like 16 minutes at a time. You start to feel that draining like you were talking about, Ruth. Mm -hmm. So the recommendation is five, 10 minutes and then get out of there. Yeah. And I could tell you that, you know, people are only going to show the good things their fancy cars, their big house that, you know, yeah, you have some pretty cool belongings or it's not even yours. You just take a picture next to it and you see that on the other end of the screen. You're like, oh, I want that. How come I don't have that? And you start comparing yourself. Comparison is the thief of joy. And and I have to remind myself of that often um, because I'm a competitive person um, by nature, always have been, always will be. But there's a difference between between being competitive and comparing. You know, and the things that you see on social media, and if you start comparing yourself, um, you know, that's where you can you can go down the slippery slope of negative self-talk. You can go down the slippery slope of, you know, why can't I do better? I'm no good. And it's it's dangerous. You know, as as good as social media can be, there are some dangers. And some of those dangers, like we mentioned earlier, you know, FOMO. Like, I don't know why. I if I have a few minutes in my afternoon after the kids go to bed, like I just revert to social media. Like when I could pick up a book, I could watch a documentary, I could 
study up on something like but i it's easier okay to just open up that app and just let my thumb go to work on just scrolling up and down you know social media and uh you know lint's coming up i'm like i am catholic but i that may be what i give up is all social media because it i do when i'm when i'm done after being on social media for a while like i just feel lethargic you know i don't feel good um now granted there are some things that make me laugh you know there's some (laughs) if there's one thing that social media has proven is that we have some very talented people in the world that is cool to see but then i'm tired you know can i can i ask you a question how long are you usually on it in a day sure so throughout the whole day i I only i do have a rule that i only get on it at night um typically after the kids go to bed uh, it might be 30, 45 minutes. Okay. Um, From the signs that I've looked at, if you're on social media for under an hour, there's exactly what you're talking about. There's this, uh, not feel so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for people who are on it throughout the day, between an hour and two hours, it's not so much. But once you're on social media from four or more hours, that's where it really changes your brain chemistry. And that's where it can lead to anxiety, feelings of isolation, that devaluing yourself, really getting into that negative, comparing yourself to others and dependency. You become dependent on it and you can't function without it. And it has not been classified yet as a mental variable. What so about an addiction? It has okay. not been classified as an addiction. Studying that now, people who study the social determinants of health, they are looking into this right now. There's a professor named Twingy. She's doing a lot of research on this right now. And that's what I'm reporting on. What they're trying to now figure out is there's so many variables. A lot of it is trying to identify what is the purpose. Why are people on there? So if it's to learn something or to check in with friends and family or to maybe listen to somebody playing a musical instrument, things of that nature that are positive and people are mindful. And they're also, there's the second component, they're also socially interacting outside of social media with peers or with their church or with different groups. It doesn't seem to impact their mental health, unlike people who are on there who have low self-esteem to begin with, adolescents, because their brains are still developing and they're very worried about what other people are thinking. And for anybody who has kids, I would monitor when they're on, where they are and what they're looking at. The longer we're on there, the tendency is we're less thoughtful. We have less time to be thoughtful. We have less time to engage with real human interaction. We have less time to read a book or try a musical instrument or cook or yard work. So again, once we're past that four hour mark a day, something in our life is missing and it's going to impact our health. And they find if you're on social media about an hour and a half before you go to bed, that screen time keeps your brain wired. So we're not ready to fall asleep. So it makes it more difficult to fall asleep, to stay asleep. Our circadian rhythm gets messed up. And then sometimes when we wake up, there's that tendency to go check again because we want that dopamine drip. So it's really being mindful as to what your purpose is while you're on there, why are you on there, and what time of the day are you doing that? Are there certain personalities that uh, I guess would be more acceptable or more prone to being addicted to social media? I did look into that indirectly, Mm -hmm. and 
pretty much everybody's inclined to use it. What I've found is it's that social interaction outside of social media that really seems to be the determinant as to what's going to impact somebody's mental health and well-being. What's their social support system outside of social media? And then how much time are they spending on there? And then the other thing is people who have depression or have chronic stress or who have trouble sleeping be impacted more negatively with social media. They have higher levels of cortisone. That means their stress levels are already jacked up. Does that kind of answer what you're... Yeah, it definitely does. And if you if you look at it as a whole, the internet itself is... I mean, if you look at the history of mankind, it's, it's still an infant. Um, internet's not been around for very long, and we're, we're really living through a new era of the human race, and it's very much, you know, the wild, wild west. You know, it, very little um, precautions. You know, we've been driving, think about it, we've been driving cars forever, so we know where we know to wear a seatbelt, we know to drive the speed limit, we know how ca- cars operate. But as it pertains to social media, the internet, you know, we're still figuring it out. We're still trying to figure out what is addictive, what's not, like what makes that dopamine drip, what doesn't. Um, and then when you talk about cyberbullying, about people are now dating online, uh, there's so many different outlets that it seems like every year a new platform arrives and it's like, okay, well, what's what's this one? You know, um, but it's it's dangerous and we don't know what the side effects are. The more platforms you're engaged in, there's been shown a correlation to more anxiety. Mm. So the more places you're surfing and looking for that drip, 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 the more negative impact it has on your health. And with anything, just be mindful of what you're paying attention to. And then five to 10 minutes after you're on any type of social media platform, Go read something, go do something pleasurable and get that interaction with the real world. And sometimes when we're stuck in that cycle, we'll find ourselves looking for that like, looking for that click, just naturally comparing ourselves to one another. I can tell you, honest truth, I've done that. I'm like, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> Nobody responded. And we're social creatures. We want people to love and care for us and acknowledge us. That's a part of human physiology. But just pay attention to if it's really changing your life and if you're starting to isolate yourself and you're starting to feel the doom and gloom and if you know you have those tendencies next time you're on there try to be intentional and try to say something positive so for people that are addicted and they get those negative vibes and they get all stressed out a way to change that response that's happening is to be intentional to try to like something versus judge yourself for instance if there's somebody i see on there and they say something fantastic i'm like oh man i just think to myself they really must have put a lot of work into that wonder how long it took them just appreciate the value that they're adding And then we know with anything in terms of happiness research, once you do that, that changes how you feel. That changes how you respond. Next time, that changes your whole viewing experience because it can be a wonderful experience in the right mindset. Exactly. And I know a lot of people are using social media as a form of of work-related activities as far as marketing and research and even establishing new connections if you're on LinkedIn and, and a source of uh, just leads and anything, you know, because everybody's on, everybody has a digital footprint to some extent, but really separate out the, the 
work and personal. And I think if you, not I, I think, but something that I'm going to start focusing on just after this conversation is is limiting my exposure to 16 minutes a day. Or did you say 16 minutes a time at a time? 16, 16 minutes at a time maximum. The average person, according to the latest research worldwide, it's about two hours. That 30 minute to an hour is throughout the whole day. It does have a little bit of a negative impact on brain mm-hmm. health. You know, I would be curious to see more data as to why they're finding that within 30 minutes. Whereas one to two hours, maybe it might have something to do with that thought process. So if you're on there just real quick, a couple times during the day, it seems to have a negative impact. But if you're on there longer and you're actually socially engaged and connecting or doing something fruitful, then it seems to be okay. Yeah. And, you know, this podcast is all about the tips and tricks to to navigating that, you know, work-life balance. And so, you know, if if you found some value, found some tips and tricks, we hope you did. Um, you know, we talked about quite a bit today. Um, you know, I, I think this is a, a topic that is the forefront of a lot of parents and a lot of uh, people's mind, especially as, you know, we just had our first president, whether you liked him, hate him, don't care. I don't care what your beliefs are, but who used a social platform uh, almost on a daily basis. He used a social platform. Uh, to communicate to the American people. Um, and so we are in a new era. We are in, in a time of uh, new discoveries and, and still trying to figure out what all this is going to entail and what is, you know, what is social media going to look like in 10 years? I mean, as fast as it's, as rapidly as it's progressing and, you know, evolving, I mean, it's it's tough to think about. Can I just say, <laughs> I feel stressed just trying to even think about keeping up. Like the new thing is Clubhouse. I use it, honestly, for me, for my life where I am. Like I like Facebook once a week, five, 10 minutes, just post some pictures, check in with my family. That's it. And then uh, everything else is work related because I just. What's Clubhouse? So Clubhouse is the new iPhone. You have to have an iPhone to get into that. So that's actually a very socially engaging platform. So when we're talking about, are you on there for social reasons to actively engage, that actually is pretty healthy versus again, just being on there, not connecting with people. But I think this would be a good action item for our listeners to track their social media use, personal, Mm -hmm. professional, how long, when are they doing it, how they feel while they're on it and when they're done. Yes. If you have an iPhone, it's it's screen time and I'm actually uh, turning it on right now. I'm going to reset it. One thing I will also add, Bruce, for those listeners that have young girls, there has been some correlation with um, young adolescent females, particularly with comparing themselves, body image, what have you. Oh. They seem to have some struggles with this. So, And I've heard this firsthand as well. You know, those listeners out there with your young daughters, really pay attention to their screen use and check in with them. Check in with them. Yeah. You know, and nobody likes to parent. And I, I mean, I know... My parents were, I come from a military background, so my parents were a little different than most. We'll just say that. Uh, but everybody wants to be the cool parent, right? But if you're the cool parent that ends up with your kids doing some bad things or bullying or uh, having self-confidence issues, don't be that cool parent. And that's uh, that's coming from a, a, a place of good intentions. Just be a good parent. You know, I've got a, a young son and daughter, and I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, some of the things that they're going to have to go through as as teenagers. And it's a conversation that my wife and ha- 
my wife and I have often. Yeah, we have to remember, again, their brains are still developing. They cannot mm-hmm. self-regulate for themselves yet. They cannot do that, so we have to do that for them. And things that we don't know can really impact them. So really stepping in, because I've heard some people say, um, you know, they want their privacy. Well, mm-hmm. we've seen how that can play out when people are not paying attention to that. It's pretty tragic. Set those boundaries. Set those yeah. Set those screen times and monitor where they are. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely like the idea of the action item of being, you know, just track your, your screen time. And it, it'd be interesting to see and maybe set a goal uh, or limit yourself or go, like Rhonda said earlier, go on with an intention um, or a purpose, not just to waste time and see what the world is doing and track it and then just be aware. So this concludes another episode of Work Life 360. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, social media is such an important topic. Uh, we hope that you guys got a couple tips, tricks to, to lead in a better lifestyle. And as always, leave us a comment and uh, be safe and healthy out there, guys. Take care, everybody. That wraps up this episode of Work Life 360. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all of our other episodes for even more great content. Check out the show notes, any links, any articles that we've referenced in today's episode. We appreciate your time and ask you to send any feedback to worklife360podcast at gmail.com. We value your time and we're here for you. Contact me directly if you'd like to learn more about me coming to run a free sales training workshop for your team. Follow me on LinkedIn or check out my website at brucepumierswc.com. If you'd like to learn more about me or have a free health consult, check me out on LinkedIn or visit my website at planningtheseedsforhealthyliving.com. Thanks for joining us.